Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson, and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced, and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader. The notion of coaching in my world is it's about how do I release the genius? How do I release the authority, the agency of the person I'm working with? And that's where we're headed. And our leaders Mm -hmm. need to be cognizant of that and to be gearing themselves up. Welcome to The Human CEO. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I'm joined by Miles Downey. Miles is a leader's performance coach, writer, and consultant. As the author of The Enabler Manager, Miles discusses the concept of the move away from command and control and towards the empowering approach of the enabling manager. Miles has been teaching coaching for 30 years across business and sports world. He believes that coaching is imperative to be an effective manager. Miles joins us today to share his insight as a leader and a coach and to discuss how to be a more effective, more human CEO. Thank you for joining us today, Miles. It's great to have you with us. It's great to be here. Thank you. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do, please, and, and the message that you want to get across to leaders in the podcast today? Right. Uh, thank you. Um, I don't want to speak too much about it. I, I, I lead with when I'm telling people what I do, that I'm a, a leader performance coach. And that's very, very specific about I work with leaders. It's about their performance. It's about delivering results. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and in a way that makes me or that approach is different to what happens with a lot of executive coaching, which is much more about development. And it's not so much that that's a bad thing, but I just happen to enjoy helping people deliver results in the world. And and, and, and typically um, those people are delivering those results through other people, kind of Mm -hmm. hence we're talking. But behind that, behind that um, kind of front piece, I I speak, I, I, Right. I, um, I've been in, just spent four years working with a, um, a startup on, on mobile learning. So I kind of, mm-hmm. there's, I do lots of other things to kind of keep me engaged and learning. Yeah. Fantastic. So you're, you're a leader yourself, but I think today what we'd agreed is we're going to do something slightly different with the, the Human CEO podcast. So part of, of what Human does, it's all about sharing insights. So we speak with as yeah. many people in the space as, as possible to then disseminate that information out. So you've written a book which i've very much enjoyed recently um the enabling manager and what i wanted to do was talk about that because within it there's some really practical tips that leaders can use to um support their managers to overcome some of the challenges that they might be facing today so first question can you tell us give us a synopsis for the people that haven't read the book yet can you tell us a little bit about the content please yeah and and i think it's it's worth kind of starting about the you know the challenges people face because some of those challenges are uh, come from the the near past so we've 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 pretty much have a default position in terms of managing others which is old-fashioned command and control i'm i'm in charge you do as you're told um mm-hmm. and whereas that may have worked in the past it, it it doesn't work anymore. No. The, the, the 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 generation, thankfully, the generation of people that are now in the workforce don't don't understand command and control, um, and they and they don't understand why people should sit over their shoulders peering at the work they do. Um, so, and so you so you've got that that problem that needs to be resolved. And so, how do you then manage people in this day and age? And then we've got remote working that's come in. We've mm-hmm. got um, you know the the speed at which um, 
work happens and the complexity and the kind of different parties involved or connectedness within it, it's all very, very different. So it requires something that's quite different. Mm -hmm. and, and one, I had some ideas about that because I've been teaching coaching for 30 years um, mm -hmm. um, and to both professional coaches, it, it, business coaches, but also sports coaches and, and also to, uh, to managers because I believe that coaching is part of what a manager and leader needs to be able to. So there's, so there's, 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 I have some thoughts about that, but I, I wasn't willing just to stick with my own thinking. So I went out into the world and looked at where do, what are organizations that really need to take care of their people and have those people perform to their best. And quite quickly, you get to the army. Yes. Um, uh, because if, if, you know, the cost of not, not performing well in the army, they, um, I shouldn't have kind of had that they giggle behind my voice is, is hugely expensive. It's, it's lives. And then the mm -hmm. other place it, it, it is startups, mm -hmm. um, where particularly mature startups, where people uh, are, are the, the word is burning money, and usually it's somebody else's money or it's the, the guy who, or, girl, or girl who's headed it up. So looking inside there and beginning to realize that they, had, that they had solved that problem, which is how do you enable people? How do you let people get on with the job? Mm -hmm and yet still maintain the appropriate control you need to, to have. So one, you can go to, you look at the, the, particularly the US Army and they talk about you know, mission, mission command or mission control. And, and, and the, 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 the story you hear there is, has two parts to it. One is about making sure that the operatives, the soldiers really, really, really understand the mission objectives. Because mm -hmm. if they understand those, then they can make their own decisions. Yeah, yeah, and and then and then and then there's the trust. That's a two-way street. So those are the big things you'll hear from people in the military about that. And you look in, into startups. One of the things I learned was that um, there is an emerging thing called entrepreneurial mindset. And one part of that, as a for instance, is um, uh, um, understanding what the primary business objective is. Because in a mm -hmm. startup, that can change day to day. So I, I worked with a guy, and one of the things that, that, that he would do is he would make sure that every day the team understood what the primary objective was. And he, so if you were having a conversation, he would check in with you. What's the primary objective? Mm -hmm. How does your work contribute to, towards that? And it's kind of the same thing. If I know what the primary objective is, I can go off and do my work because I know the parameters with which I'm making decisions. Mm -hmm. so, I'm, I'm in, so, so we move from command and control to align and enable. And I'm just going to say one more sentence, um, just because I've been speaking too much. <laughs> and, under, and, 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 and the practicality of this is that I'm, I'm kind of the, the notion behind align and enable is very, very simple. And it's very, very practical. And it's lead, manage, coach. Mm -hmm. Those three, they're verbs. They're, these are things you do. And lead is about the, the person understanding the why of the job. So in the mission command, that might be the, 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 the ob objectives of the mission. Um, in the world of work, it's about understanding the mission of the company, the vision of the company. So the why, the, 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 the manage is the what. So what's my role? What is expected of me? Clear objectives. And then the how is the coaching piece. Mm -hmm. um, and so lead, manage, coach are the, are the three core skills built on a trust-based relationship. 
Yeah. I know I've just dumped a huge amount of stuff into the space in a very short space. No, well, well, let's unpack yeah. it. Let's unpack it. Because my my initial thoughts, when I was reading the book and you mentioned the military, and I was like, of course, that's command and control. But actually, when you think yeah. about that mission objective, they can't be, when they're out on the mission, they can't be well, commanded yeah. and controlled, can they? Because yeah. they're away yeah. doing yeah. the thing that they need to do. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. I'd not thought of that distinction before. So no. it's, it's no. good to lay that out. And it's in terms of the entrepreneurship mindset and the intrapreneurs we talk about all the time now, aren't we? And people within organisations having that entrepreneurial mindset. I think that's, that's massively important. I think the book itself, the reason it resonated with me is because I think there's so many challenges that leaders are facing at the moment that if you could put a framework around management that has that lead element, it has the the, the coach and it has the um, manage element that can yeah. overcome some of the challenges that they're facing because people yeah. need direction. There is so little sort of clarity and reassurance at the moment with the markets yeah. that we're operating in. Certainly since COVID, things are changing. We're out the office, we're in the office. We're sometimes yeah. in the office, sometimes out the office. I think you need some kind of framework to apply to deliver that clarity. Yeah. And 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 having it means that that the 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 leader, the manager, whatever label one wants to put on it, um, it can be much more intentional in each conversation because they're having those conversations probably anyway, but not really realizing it. I, yes. I do it sometimes if I'm doing a, a seminar with a group of people, I ask them to um, identify the various different conversations they have with their direct reports. And so if you can imagine the, the lead manage coach as three circles with mm -hmm. lead at the top, manage on the right and, um, and, 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 and coach on the left. So those three circles are kind of the Venn diagram. Um, and I write up on the, I, I've drawn those three circles in pencil mm -hmm. on, on a flip chart sheet. So, so, and when people mention something, I put it into the, into the right place. And mm -hmm. what, what, it, what, it, what emerges is that as they identify the conversations they have with the direct reports, and I write the words up, what they see is that they're having those conversations, lead, manage, coach, all the time, mm -hmm. but just not being clear and tight about it. So, it, 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 yeah, it, it, it's absolutely vital to get them right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And in your experience, when you're working with leaders at the moment, what are the key challenges that they're facing? With regards to the teams currently, I mean, you know, they're, they're, it's it's kind of divided in two. You, I, most of my conversations are are divided in two, essentially, which is, um, or maybe even three. So, so one will be about their own effectiveness. Mm -hmm. The second will be about kind of the 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 challenges that the business as a whole is facing, which are often strategic and to do with the marketplace and whatever else. Um, and then the third is how they how they how they lead essentially, how they bring their um, their people together, align them so that they're they're pointing in the right direction and doing the right things. And that can be anything from um, I'm, I'm speaking with a, a, a small European bank at the moment about creating a mindset for success, because there is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a a very small European country with and they're, they're, they're the leading bank. Um, but it's kind of slightly sleepy, if, if I'm not okay. to be too rude, um, and 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 nobody's held to account, and <laughs> and, and nobody takes responsibility, and, and so 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 that would be an example of that third of, the, of that third circle. So so those it, it's um, I, I because I'm frequently uh, not so expert in the 
the business of the people I coach, the, mm-hmm. the more strategic outward facing conversations are really about helping somebody get clear about where they're leading the, the organization or they're part of the organization. Uh, so I don't, I, don't, I don't engage in that with my own intelligence because I simply don't have the intelligence. <laughs> okay. Or the context. Um, yeah. But then, but then, if I, but then, um, and at the heart of all of this is that the, the, another book that I wrote, which um, I'm looking forward to rewriting because I've learned so much about what, what it was since I wrote it. It's yeah. called Enabling Genius. So, okay. so the and 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 I guess when I'm working, I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to help the person I'm working with identify and release their unique individual genius. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to get them to, to um, should that be on the agenda? I'm, I'm typically trying to help them release the genius of the people around them. Yes. And so, and so, and, and the notion of genius, we, people don't always like me using that word, but what I notice is, is that the word potential has completely lost any um, currency. If you say people have potential, it, it just goes in one ear and out the other or straight over the head. To, yeah, has the negative just, yeah, connotation, just, doesn't it? Yeah, but if you say everybody has genius, you yeah. get people. You, you can you, you can make people who wear blazers with brass buttons on them really cross, um, because you go, no, 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 you have everybody's a genius. You know, so hold on, because you know it, it's it's a really sad thing that if the, the the mental image that people have of of, of geniuses are either Mozart or Einstein, mm-hmm. and the thing the significant thing about both those boys is they're dead, and they're men. It's like so. Hold on, to be a genius, I have to be dead and a man. I don't buy it. <laughs> So, so, yeah. no, you go. Sorry. Yeah. No, so, 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 the, so, so, I, I've, I've taken out the word potential and said, actually, no, it's genius because what I'm mm-hmm. trying to do, genius embodies the potential. When I say genius, it's the embodiment of your potential. It's your potential mm-hmm. made real, and once mm-hmm. you know what it is, then you can express it. If you don't know what it is, you just say, oh, I've got those potential. That's wonderful. Back to sleep. Yeah. But if you, yeah. but if you've actually got, a, if you actually understand what your genius is. Then you can put the afterburners on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think potential has that connotation that you're almost you're not achieving. You, you, ah. It's not good enough right now. You have potential. Yeah. It's not good enough right now. Whereas I think I, I never remember who who the quote is attributed to. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, is yeah. the start of it. That that I think I could get on a soapbox about the school system. But I think ev- yeah. I agree. Everybody has the genius, and it is about. Oh. I think it's a responsibility of leaders to try and tap into what that is yeah. and help empower people to yeah. demonstrate it. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned schools there. I, I was I, I was speaking um, uh, just before Christmas at a conference, and um, I, I one of those phrases that I it's kind of part of the way of of my speaking about it, and I kind of had, had lost the sense of its power. But I said, just imagine if every teacher stood at the front of the class and was looking out saying, I wonder what the unique individual genius of each of those children is yeah. and how that and how that would transform the teaching. And mm-hmm. the audience went completely quiet. It was just like kind of it was kind of like, oh, that word. And it yeah. was and, 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 and I kind of then I got reconnected with that would be amazing in that moment. Because it it's obvious, but this, it's the same for that 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 third segment of what I do with leaders is is mm-hmm. helping them understand what their unique genius is as a leader, yes, and how they then express that in the world. Because then you get to something that's authentic. Because mm-hmm. most of us see, and it's it's no this is nobody's fault because because leadership is see I, that's why I don't say leadership. I say leader because I want to talk about you, not mm-hmm. about a, an academic 
kind of treatise that yes. somebody from Harvard Business Review wrote, which you know changes nothing. Um, but there's, it's it's like we've we've kind of inherited not just command and control, but we've inherited the way in which we lead from from our fathers and mothers. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of been handed down from the previous generation because nobody taught us the the practicalities of it. So what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to do with a leader is say, you know, screw that stuff. You know, we mm-hmm. don't we don't need that stuff. We don't need the competencies. Who wants to be competent? We need we, we need genius. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah. so. So if I can help people understand how the, how they can lead uniquely, that that has a tremendous. And then that because the knock on effect of that authenticity is just huge because it gives mm-hmm. other people permission. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. Yeah, and the power and the impact of not sort of squeezing yourself into the leadership box because oh. that's what we think a leader should be. The yeah. power of that and the authenticity that comes with it is going to engage the people that are following you, or it's going to engage the right people to follow you. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That I was powerful. yeah. I was I was speaking with um, Nigel Redman, who's a, a, a former um, Bath rugby player, English international rugby player, Lions rugby player yesterday, who's in charge of coach development within the rugby football union, because I've, I've worked okay. with some of the New Zealand rugby coaches and the English rugby coaches a few years back. And we were, I was kind of connecting back up with him. And it was really, inter- it was really interesting because he said that what, what people have done in the past is they go out and they find the best coach they can find. And they, say, and they, and they give that person the job. So, whoa, he said, whoa. He says, hold on, you, you've, you've got to understand what the role is first. Mm-hmm. But what what is it we want this person to do? And so what I'm what I'm when I say align and 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 enable as the move away from command and control, it's kind of like you, you you've got to understand what the job is, and then you've got to help the person find out what 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 is the genius in them mm-hmm. that can execute in that role, and and there may be gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's so that that's what's really exciting is when you get that alignment between the individual genius. And 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 then being in the right role, yeah, uh, absolutely. And then and and then things happen. And so, and, and I apologise, but it's on my list. So the enabling genius book mm. does that talk in the same way? Is it focused purely on leadership, or is it about leaders identifying the genius in in their team members? It it kind of comes from a very similar place, but it's 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 actually f- it's for a more general readership. Okay. Um, and 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 what's behind it is. It's kind of a connected thing. I, I, um, we kind of, we're as as a as a group of people, we human beings, we're we're for the most part extremely compliant, and clearly some are more compliant than others, and 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 we're kind of complicit in that compliance, in that we don't, we 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 kind of do as we're told, and if we see somebody who speaks with a certain kind of voice. Or a certain kind of accident, accent, we kind of stand to attention and say yes, <laughs> and, and, and and it's hugely dangerous. So you know, um, I, I almost became an architect because that was that was what people in kind of my my family, my social class did. We became professionals in one way, shape, or form. I was in an architect's office for for a, a few weeks and I realized this wasn't for me. It would have been really useful to have, have learned that a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so because because we're not the teacher isn't looking over the, the lecture and saying, "What's the unique individual genius?" Mm-hmm. They're saying, "What job will this person fit into?" So we've, we've got to, and so it, it's kind of noticing that that level of compliance, that idea that not everybody can be a genius, and what's what's that 
about? Well, it's 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 essentially about making sure that we have people to man the factories. And we, apologies for the the male word there. And we have and, and we have and people to to you know cannon fodder to be shot at. Um, <laughs> so it's like it, that mindset hasn't gone away. It's like you know, um, uh, it's still our leaders talk about you know training people for jobs. Well, actually, no, you need to train them for life. The jobs come later. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. so enabling genius come out of a rage of seeing people being so complicit in their own compliance, um, and and looking for ways of of moving beyond that. And I got a group of twenty people together and said, let's look at all the stuff we can find, the literature, our own experience, and see if we can condense what it takes to enable genius to something that's practical. And and it took a while, it took a while, but it gradually it came down to four different pillars, if you like. Okay. The first is identity. Mm -hmm. um, the second is will, another word for motivation. The third is mindset. And across all of those is learning. Kind of the idea that it's mm -hmm. a process, that, that you, you move from day to day and you get better day to day. That, that, that's how what yeah. learning also means. So uh, back to identity. That's about your own unique individual genius. And if I, one of my sports is tennis. Um, and I look at two people that many people will, will recognize, Nadal and Federer. And if you watch them on the tennis court, they play the game, the same game, completely different. They both understand their on-court identity. I can't speak for what happens off the court, but on the, on the court, they understand completely what their identity is. And out of that identity, when that identity is expressed, flows their game and their unique way of playing it. One, light on their feet, deft, touch, um, quick thinking, uh, the other um, fantastic physical specimen who can outlast anybody with power and, and, and consistency and completely different way, completely different geniuses, and they both mm -hmm. know what their genius So if you don't know what your, your genius is, it's kind of mm -hmm. difficult to express that in the world. So yeah. understand what it is. Will, will is about motivation, and what most people don't understand about that is that it's, it's something you can develop. So... Um, so you know you can you can you know, very simple ways of of developing will, for instance, just setting yourself a very easy target to achieve, um, and 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 achieving it and acknowledging the achievement, and then setting another target, maybe slightly difficult, more difficult, or, mm -hmm. or stretching. And you you can build your will over time. And then mindset is again one of those words that is very much in use amongst people who think they do coaching and things like that, and um, life coaching particularly. Um, where they say, oh, it's about mindset, and they talk about mindset, but they don't actually get into the practicalities. You can create a mindset. You can, you can examine your current mindset, look at how it serves you, how it disables mm -hmm. you, and you can build a mindset. I've, I've got cards on my desk, seven cards, that have kind of the, the codification of my mindset. And, and each, each week, I put one on the screen in front of me and keep that front of mind. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm making that part of the way in which I do my job day to day. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that, those, those four things, identity, will, um, mindset, and then the constant learning that goes across those three are emerged mm -hmm. as the pillars, the pillars of genius, if we, we christen them. Um, but it just, again, it's just, a, a, it's just about practicality. It's about trying to give coaches a way of helping people move forward. But if you read it as a, a person who's just interested in learning and development and, and yourself, then it, it's, it's really practical from that level as well. Yeah, absolutely. And just, just 
on average, ballpark figure, how, what age are the people that you tend to teach these models to? Yeah, I'm, you know, this is one I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I am really, really lucky. I've been doing this, this, this thing for, um, 30 years. And I started, um, uh, when I was 20, early twenties, and then kind of, it, it became a profession when I was 27, 28. Um, and, uh, so I, so, and I'm, I'm now in my early sixties. Um, but, and I now have a bit of a reputation from the books, from a business I set up called the School of Coaching. So in the world of coaching, some people have heard of my name um, and, and that draws people to me. So one, I get to work with people who are in senior positions, who are of a similar kind of age to me and, and, and we have great conversations. But then uh, an example recently, a, 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 a guy who's um, an investment banker, his son has just left university and the son has got a few options and he doesn't know which way to mm -hmm. go. He's in his early 20s and he's going to have a few sessions with me. And of course, I don't charge mm -hmm. the same fees at that level. So I, I kind of I get to work with people who are um, who are interesting and younger and right through. And, and what's I think I'm braver than I used to be as well. So I, I have more um, conviction about what I'm not just my, as a coach, you don't have, you just, you just have to be good at the skill. But, mm -hmm. I, I, but I'm as, as I'm adding in things like enabling genius, you have to have certainty that those models are, are absolutely useful and correct and add value. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm pushing them now more than I used to and, 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 and getting it. So, so across the age groups, it's remarkable. Um, the, the reason I asked was, it was, sorry mm. to touch you. Uh, no, no. The reason I asked was because it's, it's, it's a very, very powerful concept of enabling genius. And it seems that you're great at pulling people out of the river, but it'd be great to get upstream and understand why people are falling in in the first place. So oh for, for the yeah. kids, like the conference that you talked about, for yeah. kids to be able to understand that, you know, not every kid is school-shaped. Not every kid will be great at science and maths. And, yeah. you know, you don't all have to be engineers. You don't all have to be whatever the, the zeitgeist is at the minute. But in terms of, helping kids to understand that they have their own genius and it might not be what the teacher's looking for it might be something completely different but it is there that would be so powerful yeah i i, I did a, an enabling genius piece for a, a business school at a university uh, in, in london a few years ago and and it, it went down so so well it was just mm -hmm. it was the, the, the the it was probably one of the best audiences i've ever had um, so I, we, my wife and I, just moved out of London into rural Norfolk, and mm -hmm. I'm, there's a there's a, a famous maxim that, that um, uh, um, uh, think globally, act locally, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm 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 looking at how I begin to put that into into practice. So I, I've got a I've got a, a notion, and I'm talking to somebody, um, a doctor, about how you could take pressure off. The, the the doctors themselves and perhaps the nurses by having people who were had a background in health or a background understanding of health who were actually coaches because if you if you had those people in there then people wouldn't get sick as, as often as they do um, so I'm looking at that and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how you then help small businesses locally but at very early stages but what I think you're what you've just said is so right is how do we get into the education system with some of these things because mm -hmm. gosh you you know, people are uninspired by work. Yeah, and I think when I think back, I mean, I'm 
42 now but when I think back to the careers advice and the career services and sat in the library on a on a computer punching answers in like they nobody mentioned consultancy nobody mentioned recruitment nobody suggested that I should run my own business one day there was just it was just bog standard you know careers yeah. or professions yeah. I should say but yeah. I just think we're, we're missing a trick in not enabling oh, yeah. genius in the, the no. next generation I'm 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 entirely with you, and and I, I promise you, I will, I will add an educational stream to what I'm doing. Yeah, and and you speak about the the changing generations in the book and the enabling managers. Yes, in the book, yes. In terms of the impact that I think it was the millennials that you, you yes said yes. came into the workforce and sort of said yeah. this isn't good enough. Can it yeah. can it not be like this? Yeah. I wonder what's coming next with with you know Generation Alpha when they're ready to come into into yeah. the workplace. I wonder what impact they'll have. Yes, I, I, and yeah, I, and and we've got some real concerns um, around that because the there you know the 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 way in which people pay attention now is quite different, mm-hmm. and and that has really significant um, ramifications. Uh, we there's a there's a, a there's an old fashioned notion which is was debunked and is now back in some fashion amongst people who think about these things about the left and right hand side of the brain okay. uh, and and it's kind of like what what you'll hear the story you'll hear is no no the, that that's no longer true they're, they're, they're kind of the functions of the right and the left hand side of the brain one one side can carry on with the functions of the other it's not but then you got to ask so why is the brain split <laughs> <laughs> And 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 and, and I, I've been reading about this. Uh, Ian McGilchrist, a fascinating man, um, gives the example of a of a, a bird pecking for food, and the, and it's a, and it's got to have its attention in two places. So of course it's got a divided brain. It's it's mm-hmm. attending to the little piece of of seed or whatever or worm that it's picking up, but it's got to have an eye out for the fact that it's prey too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. so so there's a do- and 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 what with what's happened is we've become. Almost entirely hooked on the the the, the way in which the uh, left hand side of the brain attends to thing, which is uh, um, reductive, um, highly focused, um, and 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 lost the the more holistic. And I'm not using the right words, and I'm sure I'll be corrected. But I but I, but of of the, the of the right hand side of the brain and the problem with some of the ways we're using devices these days, mm-hmm. you know, that people people don't ever lift up their heads. You know, they're not in nature; they're taking photographs of nature. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or you know, and it's like, excuse me, what are you doing? So, so there, there are some real dangers too. So, it's, and I'm, I'm now a grandfather of a five-year-old and a no. three-year-old um, uh, grandchildren, and it's just fascinating to see them learn. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. it's just, and and I'm, and my, I, I'm you new. Know, Eric, five-year-old, is is now in school, going to you know, kind of right, and I'm so like, oh, please don't kill that curiosity. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. My nine-year-old was astounded the other day when I told her I was older than Google. What did you What did you do when you needed an answer for me? <laughs> we just yeah. went and found it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was um, interesting when you, you planted the seeds about how millennials have changed the workforce and how things have changed since they've come into the workforce. And I was thinking, sort of, so I mentioned my daughter's nine. When she enters the workforce, I think she'll be absolutely astounded that people had careers and salaries and that there was one income stream 
coming in and the lack of, of security. I think they will they'll diversify massively and they'll have four or five um revenue streams. So there may be four or five jobs that they do. And so that changes the whole management landscape and you're almost self-managing then, aren't you? Yes. From that perspective. Yes. I think that, that generation will be completely different in that maybe they will be uh, more of a holistic viewpoint as to actually what do I want? Where do I get that yeah. from? How do I yeah. get that? And so they'll yeah. almost need to self-manage and the skills will yeah. need to change again for those leaders within yeah. the organisations that have those people that work in, in a variety of roles that aren't just committed Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 to their organisation. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a completely different skill set. Yeah, and, and in a way, that's why I, I think, although you know, I, I was around at the very beginning of the coaching revolution, so in, in the 80s, the word was unheard of other than in, in the world of sports. Mm -hmm. And then as, the, as we went through in the 80s, into the 90s and into the early 2000s, um, it was it was it kind of, you know, everybody and their dog had a coach if they were working in the city. Uh, not all the coaching was great. Um, and it's kind of backed away from that a bit but but i but this with the with that sense of being an individual that's much stronger in younger people than it was in my time um the the, the need for coaching or not even the need the demand for coaching mm -hmm. is even greater because the thing the 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 heart of coaching um it, 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 in traditional models, again, the coach knows and they give you instructions and you're supposed to execute them. My mm -hmm. model of coaching says actually no, that if my job is to help the person think for themselves, make their own choices and, distinct, and distinctions mm -hmm. um, and, and call their own course of action forth from that and and execute it so so it's like and, and so that's a skill set that enables the thinking in the other that enables the yes. genius in the other um and it's it's uh, it, it bears an awful title non-directive um uh which means essentially means that i don't tell somebody where to put their attention they choose yes. for themselves yeah. um but that in in the world that you you paint and in the world we're in at the moment the um that that the ability to help somebody do that thinking for themselves, that they should inhabit their own authority. Mm -hmm. um, is uh, I, I was curious about the word authority uh, a while back because um, I heard myself say a very similar to that. I said, I must check what authority means. And that it's a, it has a Latin root, which is octum, which means to cause to happen huh. or to produce, to produce. And it's like, it's like, wow, okay. And, I, and my brother's a Latin scholar. He said, of course, it's got the same root as the word author. And it was that moment mm -hmm. that the light went on. An author writes their own book. They don't mm -hmm. write somebody else's book. Yes. <laughs> and, if you, and if so, if you, if you get too close to them when they're writing, you, you cramp their authorship. So the notion of coaching in my world is it's about how do I release the genius? How do I re release the authority? Yes. The, 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 uh, yes the agency of the person I'm working with. And in the world you painted with people, and that's where we're headed. And our, and our leaders mm -hmm. need to be cognizant of that and to be gearing themselves up so that they can Absolutely. work with people like that. Mm -hmm. I think just going back to the, the agency and the authority and the, the non-directive coaching, there's a piece in the book, the, the cartoon, where, where does the speech bubble, where does the speech bubble, <gasps> the thought bubble belong? That was brilliant. I mean, it yeah. just... It couldn't be clearer, could it? If, if the thought bubble yeah. is with the person that you're coaching, you clearly you're getting that right because they should be doing the thinking. You're almost drawing out of them what the solutions yes. are. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah that was just, yeah. It, it was helpful. Yeah. It's a good good diagram. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember yeah. where I got that one from. Yeah. <laughs> but it works. Yeah, it yeah. works. And so in terms of leaders, managers at the moment, if there was sort of one or two pieces of advice that you'd want to leave them with towards the end of this podcast, towards the end of this session, what message would you want to get across to them right I, now? I, I think they're... they're, they're... <sighs> I, I think part of it is about taking the time to stand back and, and really think about about what what your intention intentions are in relation to your own team and the people around you, um, and and whether you know there the, the, the um, again it's it's a it's nobody's to blame here but tradition and habit and practice would would have it that. Um, you know that the, that your job is to control them and keep them focused on the job in hand, and mm, that's that's kind of a limiting thing. So stand back, think about what your intentions are, and, and and think. You know, would you like to be famous for having the people who come through your tutelage, your teams, go on to greater things and be able to say that person really helped me? And I, and mm -hmm. I, so I think I think that's that's stand back and think about it. Stand back and think about. So you know what. what What's your what's what's your genius in any case in the broadest sense, mm -hmm. but equally as as a leader, what what might your unique individual genius be? And I think that's a that's that's a very powerful thing to do. And I and mm -hmm. the third would be to to become highly intentional in the conversations you have, trying to understand whether this is a a, a why conversation, a lead conversation. A, what conversation, a managed conversation, or a coaching conversation where you're helping mm -hmm. somebody work out how to do something. Uh, and if you if you advice. get intentional about those things, then yeah, there's a lot about intentions there. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good advice. That's really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. It's been really good to have you real with pleasure. us on the podcast. Thank yeah, thank you so it. much. It's been a joy. Yeah.